Speaking the truth to the state capital. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, June 23rd, Thursday, here in Lincoln and Lancaster County. This is Drive Time Lincoln. I'm the host, Jack Riggins. Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. We're excited to have uh, Lauren Garcia on from American Federation for Children. She's been on before. We're going to talk about the uh, Supreme Court decision this week on school choice. Uh, welcome, Lauren. Thanks. Good to be with you again. Yeah. Um, also, we'll have her on first segment. And um, so we're going to talk about that. And I... Would be remiss if in second segment I didn't talk about uh, Tammy Ward getting uh, in an accident last night as a city council uh, woman from the Northeast District and is cited for DUI right now. Not good leadership. Um, And whatever else comes up. Uh, Thanks for Whatever Wednesday, folks. I thought it was a great Whatever Wednesday yesterday. A lot of great questions. I'm actually still chewing on some of them. Um, Yeah. So we'll go from there and... uh, also, the SCOTUS, you know, Second Amendment uh, concealed carry kind of overrule of, of New York. So, or I think it was the state of New York. I'll look that up. Let's do one Supreme Court decision at a time. Lauren, you came on the show earlier. We talked school choice. We talked some other issues. And I know you're actively working it. And so this decision, if you would kind of explain it a little bit with regard to school choice, um, why this is a big deal for what you've been fighting for, and honestly, a lot of parents and people in education for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. We've been waiting for this decision this summer for um, the case is Carson v. Macon, and it came out on Tuesday, along with a lot of other decisions as well. But basically what was going on in Maine, there are a lot of rural areas, I think we can relate here in Nebraska, where there aren't public high schools. So they have a town tuition program where a family can take the do- their education dollars and use it for tuition to send their kid maybe to a private boarding school or a private school that is outside their town. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. That's a great form of school choice. We would love that. But one thing that was happening is that they parents weren't able to use those tuition dollars if the school was too religious. So they could send it to a religious school that maybe didn't have prayer during the day or didn't teach about theology or anything. But if a school did, then they were disqualified from the program. Um, so this Lots of parents in Maine decided that they needed to fight this. Obviously, they should be able to take their kids wherever they see fit. So they took this case all the way to the Supreme Court. And unsurprisingly, um, Justice Roberts even called it an unremarkable decision. Six, they ruled 6-3 that it was discriminatory, that it was a violation of the First Amendment to do that. So it's a big win for families and for religious freedom as well. Yeah, and when you were on the show, and obviously this has made national news, and depending on, uh, I guess, kind of your political favor, who's really covering it. But in the end of the day, this is not only a win for parents, but a lot of conservatives, and even in this state, because you made me aware and a lot of my listeners about the fight for that type of school choice dynamic here in Nebraska. Yeah, for Years and years, um, almost two decades, we've been fighting for a school choice program here in Nebraska. Now, I said this last time I was on, Nebraska is one of only two states in the whole country that doesn't have any kind of school choice. So that would be 
like a scholarship program, education savings account, a voucher, or charter schools. Um, so it's us in North Dakota, and we'll see who is the last man standing. Hopefully, <laughs> we want to make Nebraska the next state to have a school choice program. Usually, last man standing is sort of a good thing. Yeah, in this not case, in this case. <laughs> no, not at all. And And I think, well, I should say... How do you think this decision will impact Nebraska and the thoughts and some of the movement moving forward? Yeah, you know, I think what this has done is just given more energy to the momentum that was already building here in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So last legislative session, we had four senators introduce school choice legislation. Now it was all either stuck in committee or it was stopped when it was on the floor. But that's a huge deal. In the past, we've only had one senator bring a school choice bill. Um, but now that this is kind of national news, people are really excited about it. We're seeing candidates are more willing to talk about it, whereas in the past they've been a little bit afraid of how the teachers union might sure. war against them in a campaign. Um, so candidates are talking about it. More senators are talking about it. And I think this is really just gaining momentum um, for January when we come back into session legislature. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, it's a big story. It's national. And sometimes, I guess, you know, when elected officials are kind of answering or there's a lobby like the teachers union they've got to be careful but when you see the the trajectory from you know maybe one senator bringing things forward to Mm -hmm. four you can bet the next time there's going to be more the discussions out there and i also know that governor ricketts supports it and i would have to guess and he's probably already on record i just don't have it in front of me that um if jim pillen is elected i'm sure he supports it as well Absolutely. Yeah, I think that he does. Um, and he has sent his own kids to private school mm-hmm. and he really believes in not necessarily believes in we should support private schools, but that we should support a parent's right to choose the yeah, education that is best for their kids. Yeah, it's not in my kind of research. It's not an argument of uh, private school versus public school. It's about choice mm-hmm. and how the tax system works generally, you know, in the areas and, and what's allowed and what's not allowed. And so to me, it, it seems, you know, decently common sense. You know, again, big win, Supreme Court for school choice out of Maine, Carson versus Macon, um, six to three. One of the things I wasn't clear on, but you probably discussed it, and this is more a question to educate the audience and me, um, what are some of the opponents, you know, besides the union, what are their counter arguments that you have always run into, you know, for against school choice? Yeah, well, I think one that comes up in the in light of this particular Supreme Court case is a separation of church and state, um, which I think is a flawed understanding of what the First Amendment is. It's not separation from religion, but, you know, or not freedom from religion, but freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of opponents think that we shouldn't spend public education dollars um, for private schools, which the types of programs that we've been trying to pass, it's actually helping that those education dollars go to families so they're able to choose. So it's not a direct contribution to private schools, sure. but it's more to empower the families. So that's one argument. And, you know, I think that, you know, people who work for public schools, they want as much support as they can, as they can get. Sure. But, you know, I think that one thing we have to look at is, well, are those schools working for every single kid? Now, the chances of that happening are really low. Not every kid is going to be thriving in a public school. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's public or because it's anything, but that kid might just need something different. And so they should have the freedom to choose something different. Well, yeah. And we talked um, before the show started, 
again, as I got educated on this and then, you know, following LPS a lot with a lot of concerned parents here and, and local government in Lincoln, Lancaster County, it's it's a phenomenal amount of your real estate taxes here in Lincoln and Lancaster mm-hmm. County that goes towards public schools. And that's a lot of money. And I think that not all of us were necessarily aware. And again, it's not that that's a bad thing. I mean, you want your public schools to be funded and educated. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But it comes to choice of my child and kind of directing what's best for him or her. And let's be honest, different schools, even public schools, have different cultures. They kind of have mm-hmm. a different feel, maybe different programs. And so, again, the more I look into it, it starts to seem like common sense solutions. And it's nice to see the Supreme Court weigh in, mm-hmm. you know, in a positive way. Um where do you think, as far as moving forward, again, Nebraskans talking to senators uh, before yeah. we get to that session um, and keeping this in the public eye so that we can move the needle in Nebraska and not be the last man standing in the union? Yeah. Is that, is that probably one of the best things people can do? Yes, people. It's already gaining national attention, especially um, recently in the primaries in Iowa. It was a huge deciding factor in the Republican primaries. Governor Kim Reynolds, who's a huge school choice champion, she endorsed and actually went against certain people that opposed her school choice initiatives. And a lot of those people ended up losing their Republican mm. primaries incumbents. Um, so it is a big deal in Iowa. I want, I want it to be as big of a deal in Nebraska for, for parents and voters to ask that question to candidates who are running to ask that of their senators who are in office. Do you support? a parent's right to choose school, the school that's best for their kids. So I think that is the biggest thing. Just get informed, learn about what's going on in other states, and just realize that parents have more choices in other states, and we need to bring that to the good life, too. Absolutely. Remember, Nebraska is not for everyone, according to the (laughs) Tourism Council or uh, Committee. Uh, You know, and I think that's the thing is when – you know, you hear if you're a conservative about the red wave, and, and I think what folks need to understand, especially the ones that are actively, as I like to say, knife fighting school boards and stuff, is you've got to keep pushing your state senators and representatives and elected officials across the board to keep the national fervor that's going, you know, all the way into January because there actually is tons of support for this in Nebraska. Yes. We yeah. just haven't got it through. Yep. You know, and I think a lot of times parents talk to me and sometimes I'm aware of the issues and then sometimes I I say, well, I think you might be barking up the wrong tree as far as making the change. And here with the national attention and SCOTUS and folks like yourself out there educating and, and helping, you know, we're close to being able to get this done and make a big change for parents' choice. Absolutely. We're really close. So... Hoping that we can finally cross the finish line. Well, American Federation for Children, what else is going on? You know, we haven't seen you in a while. What else are you working on? <laughs> what are oh, some well, other hot button issues that, you know, we, we need to be aware of? Well, over the summer, you know, we're just going to be connecting with schools across the state um, with parents. And we're really watching those legislative elections that are happening in November. So um, a lot of really close races, one particularly here in Lincoln and LD26. So if you live up there in that part of Lincoln, pay attention to who's running. Um, it'll be a really good and interesting race. Um, say again, because even <laughs> I forget it. 
the question you would like asked from concerned citizens to their potential elected officials on school choice. Sure, you can just ask, do you support school choice in Nebraska? (laughs) Hey, folks, all of, and trust me, a large majority of the audience here on Drive Time Lincoln in not only Lancaster County, but Lincoln, in other words, are so, and it, it kind of, at least for me, it kind of started around the COVID and masking, but so active in keeping the school boards accountable and following, you know, whether it had been CRT and, and even the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, just, but this, my point is, those are all good things, but this is something that will allow you and me too, lots of freedom in the education of our youth moving forward. And again, we're one of two in the nation that doesn't have this. And so we've got to ask that question. Do you support school choice? We've got to write the state senators and people so that when this comes January, we're locked and loaded to get it through. Absolutely. You you know, and um, I just think, you know, school board, Kirk Penner's been on here before, really good um, common sense thinker about big issues. And I I really appreciate that you take the time to come in because these are heavy issues that I think, again, we kind of get caught in a rut in Nebraska and maybe don't understand how it's impacting us. And I know for me as a parent and a taxpayer, when I found out how much of my real estate taxes in Lincoln, Lancaster County went (laughs) to schools, I was like, oh my God. And then on top of that, you looked at uh, ARPA funds and bailout funds. I mean, I'm sorry, LPS, but you're loaded. (laughs) You're loaded with cash, right? So I think as a parent, you know, much is to be expected. But at the same time, if I feel there's other school options, I think it's it's totally right um, to have school choice. I've got to ask you again, because you said a great thing. I love the Constitution. And going back to it's totally not related. But you talked about people, and I think you're absolutely right. It's freedom of religion, right? Of religion, meaning the Constitution says we don't impart any religion on you, and you have a choice to honor your religion and practice Mm -hmm. and that has gotten so twisted in society over the years don't you think yeah and you know i think that people of faith whatever faith that might be we should really honor that and appreciate the fact that we do have that freedom and if you choose not to believe or practice a faith then just to respect that that's what the american way is well and that in and of itself without the word religion if you don't practice anything that is your choice. Right. And that's fine. Yes, right. And, absolutely. And, 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 and that's what I have always said is one of the greatest things about America, again, is the diversity and the diversity of practicing religions or whatever people believe. And I think that people really um, manipulate those words in the Constitution with regard to government and what the government should or shouldn't pay for. And I think that in this case, and why I wanted to ask it, is that it's kind of been used as maybe a convenient excuse to to not get school choice at times. Right, and we just, again, the biggest thing, at least for us, is parents being able to choose. So if they want to choose a school that aligns with their values, what whatever kind of school that might be, right. they should have the freedom to do that. Our tax dollars, as you've mentioned, they go to fund children's education. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, not necessarily to fund a system of schools, but to fund a kid's education. So I think that it's good that we're getting innovative with 
ways across the country, different policies to say, how can we really do what's best for the kids? Yeah. Because that's ultimately what we should be concerned about. Yeah. Not only that, but I mean, I'm going to say unless you're um, (laughs) unless you're a multiple time criminal or you have a history of bad things with children that we can point to and go, you're not really worthy of raising children. Mm -hmm. It should be your choice. You are the guardian. You are the first parent and mentor of youth, right? And then, you know, after that is is the education and the, the people that you put your children around to help. Um, and so I think this is a no brainer. I thank you again for coming on, Lauren, and yeah, sharing. For having me. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And please come on back anytime there's anything because I'm a big fan of trying to get this through. Uh, common sense to me always rules the day. Uh, I'm not going to lie and say I'm not a little frustrated when Nebraska is looking at last man standing because <laughs> we're, we're usually better than that. Um, but I can understand it. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to have call lines, you know, are always open for second segment. We'll absolutely do that on Thursday. Uh, we will talk about the Tammy Ward case, city councilwoman uh, being cited for DUI out of the Northeast, uh, excuse me, the Northwest District. Not good. Not good. And we'll talk about a group trying to get the fairness ordinance to a vote. Don't understand that. And so I'm going to give you my thoughts on that when we come back. 1,499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-KLIN. All right, Thursday, June 23rd, the little interim right here. Uh, we just had Lauren Garcia on, uh, the Nebraska State Director of the American Federation for Children. Huge advocate of school choice. She's been on before, and she was on breaking down the uh, Supreme Court decision on Carson versus Macon. I think it was Tuesday, 6-3. to three. Um, Really, um, it shouldn't have been a surprise, if you will, um, ruling that it's it's against the First Amendment to, you know, basically say, hey, you can't have this. And so, you know, in the end of the day, it's a huge victory, not only for school choice um, around the country, but it puts it really in the national spotlight. And again, Lauren is working very hard, as well as a lot of parents, um, to get Nebraska to have school choice. It's something that a vast majority of the conservative leadership supports. It just hasn't got legislated so huge victory, tons of momentum. The best thing you and I can do is continue to uh, push our state senators as well as all elected officials and, and ask the potential elected officials, hey, do you support school choice? And uh, really appreciate when she comes on. And, and it's it's an in-depth thing, and she's an expert. So uh, we will talk. I've already got a bunch of texts and calls lined up about Tammy Ward. We'll talk about the petition potentially to get the fairness ordinance to a vote. Uh, when we come back, so the call lines are open on the Rick Sign Recognition Hotline. Don't forget Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine. KLIN is a proud partner with uh, Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine and Certified Piedmontese Beef, who's helping out, having a fundraiser. Uh, it's offering an extra special bargain deal right now on KLIN.com. You can purchase a box of 66-ounce burger patties of high-quality premium certified Piedmontese beef with our exclusive 100-off bargain deal. All right, so go to KLIN.com, be active in supporting Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine, something that KLIN were behind tremendously, and it's really a good thing for humanity in general. Good people doing good things. 1,499.3 KLIN. 
Drive-Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, here we go. Second segment here on Thursday, June 23rd. Uh, call lines are open. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Richard, I know you're waiting. Uh, yes, we're going to talk about uh, Councilwoman Tammy Ward and being cited for DUI last night. Um, a lot of texts asking me some questions. I will definitely cover those. And I also want to get to um, the group that's trying to get a petition going for the Fairness Ordinance to be voted on. I think that that uh, is the exact wrong way to go about it, so we'll talk about that, too. But here's what we know. Here's the facts, um, at least as it's been reported. LPD was called to the 2000 block of Surfside Drive around 940 last night. Um, her car um, had been involved in a crash. It had struck a parked vehicle and left the roadway and collided with a tree. Okay, that's what we know. Uh, she was injured a little bit and um, went to the hospital uh, and, and treated for the injuries. Um, I would agree 100% with city council who released a statement saying they're aware of, of the accident on Tuesday night. Our primary concern at this time is her health and well-being. We wish our colleague and friend well as she recovers. Um, so that's what we know. She represents District 4, which is the northwest corner of Lincoln. And I think that, uh, you know, anytime there's an incident like this, uh, number one, I'm glad that uh, as, as unfortunate as it was just a, a one vehicle accident and nobody else was injured. And I certainly uh, want to see her recover from um, the injury sustained. Um, but nonetheless, as we talk a lot on this show, this is certainly something that talks to judgment and um, maybe ethics. And we need to make sure that uh, we understand all the facts and that she is held accountable. Absolutely. Um, so with that, um, I will discuss more here in a second, but let's go to Richard on line one who wants to talk about the very subject. Richard, uh, welcome. Well, thank you for letting me visit with you. Uh, first of all, I want to reemphasize something that we talked about in connection with Congressman Fortenberry, and that is that a person is presumed innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely. And, uh, I agree with you. And at this point in time, uh, Tammy has not gone to court. Uh, we don't know all the facts, and I think people ought to keep an open mind. I would, al- I would also point out, and maybe this goes back too far in history. You may have been uh, busy with the, the SEALs when this was going on. But years ago, we had a chief justice of the Nebraska Supreme Court by the name of Paul White. Paul White was arrested and cited for DWI. And, uh, of course, he was uh, had a spotless record. He could have been put on probation, and he had the integrity to say, no, treat me like other citizens, and he took a six-month driver's suspension and the fine. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, not so far back in history, Joe Kelly, who recently was the U.S. attorney for Nebraska, back when he was a deputy county attorney, was cited for DWI. And, of course, Joe Kelly is now the running mate for Joe Pillen. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what we need to do is we need to look at the totality of the situation. Uh, I've watched Tammy function on the city council. Uh, she's a very dedicated, a very hardworking council member. And uh, I would hate to see this result in her being taken off the council because I think she has a lot to offer for Lincoln. Yeah, 
uh, great thoughts, uh, well thought out uh, by by a lawyer, and I I don't think there's much, if anything, I disagree with you on there, and uh, I appreciate the call, Richard. Thank you. You bet. Um, yeah, I mean that's why, even though again, everybody knows I can be a hardliner. Um, but at the same time, that's why I simply, as I broke the story, and it's been all over the news, both here on KLIN and uh, other media, you know, I just read the facts that I know. Um, and I agree with Richard. It's a very important principle in the United States of America that we are innocent until proven guilty. And no doubt, uh, this is a public figure, and it will play out. And the facts, which, again, I've even though I have my issues with I call it, you know, manning and modernization of LPD. I have no issues with LPD and what I've witnessed with them working. As a matter of fact, they're doing a phenomenal job. And, and honestly, our justice system to a degree, you, you've all listened and I have problems with how we handled the riots and some other things, but, um, I have complete faith in that system. And so this will be investigated and the the LPD we have great transparency with LPD we will get the information as time goes on and in these cases you know counter to what I think some people think um I I don't you know I have to get pushed to a very weird corner to you know quote unquote kick people when they're down um I saw a lot of this in the military. I've been very open about my own addiction struggles, not saying, you know, Tammy Ward has addiction problems. Um, and, 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 you know, I fought hard, uh, with my family, uh, to beat that. And, and those aren't fun things, folks. And I think, you know, what we have right now is again, been cited for DUI and negligent driving. So, you know, what we know right now is it appears, she will recover. She'll be um, healthy. That's good. Nobody else was involved. And as the facts come out, um, you know, we'll cover it. And and that's what we do. Um, what I would say is that certainly, yes, even right now, we're questioning judgment. Those of us that follow politics and follow public figures, and, and that's okay. But we don't make final solutions, so to speak. I'm a big believer that you know if we're honest right as all people young and old we make mistakes um and some people uh make them in the public eye which kind of compounds a lot of things and so i'm never one when a mistake is made not to try to get to the facts and try to look at the humanity and the empathy to kind of deal with one problem at a time if there's problems and so first and foremost, it's it's the health and well-being of Councilwoman Ward. And then second of all, as the facts come out, right, you know, and how she and the law deals with it, uh, we make decisions. No doubt about it that this is something, if it, you know, basically, you know, goes through either way, this is where voters step in and, and hopefully have done you know, their due diligence, and it can sometimes, you know, cost you a position. Sometimes people have to step down. Uh, sometimes they pay their penance, right? And they become better for it. So there's a lot of options here. And again, I'm not trying to be political about it, but certainly both Democrat, Republican, and Independent in the Northwest Quadrant, District 4. If you're thinking of running for office, well, 
I mean, these are the things that sometimes help other people get elected. And so, you know, reach out to the LCRP, reach out to the Democratic Party if you're up in that district. I mean, because that is a fact. These uh, these type of things become a chink in the armor of any type of uh, public personality. Uh, great question was asked of me if I thought that she should resign because of this um, by uh, O.G. Stephen. And I think my answer is, in general, no, not right now. Um, we don't know the facts. Um, it's very stressful. Um, she will be working, you know, through it with law enforcement. And as the facts come out, um, we will see. Um, certainly, um, if it is kind of bad, right, because it sounds bad, um, that might be an option. But at the same time, when you talk about empathy and redemption, maybe it was a big mistake and we've all made them, right? Not all of them are DUIs. You know, some of them are very private, but we all make mistakes. And from a big picture perspective, I hope she learns and grows from it. Again, I'm glad no one's hurt. And, you know, if, in fact, you know, the law was broke and she follows the law, that's why we have it, that we learn lessons, even if we're 63 years old or 47 or, or whatever. Um, and the, the goal, right, is that you learn and you become better. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean she should resign, right, at all. Um, I would, you know, if I was an advisor, I would not say that right now, given what I know. Um but at the same time, you know, um, she she will talk with the people close to her and we'll see. Um, and so much like Richard, what I would say is, is no, there's no reason for her to resign based on what we, the public, know right now. Um, two, yes, chink in the armor possibly in the next voting cycle. So if people want to get out and, and run in the Northwest District, um, reach out to your party and get involved. Um, as far as we, the voting people, the accountability people, we need to have cool heads and go innocent till proven guilty, get the facts, and then, you know, from there, go. Um, but I don't like it, but at the same time, I've seen a lot of people make big mistakes, and this is a big mistake, even, you know, if it's not a DUI, it's just a car crash and and things like that. Um, and I think, you know... As far as, you know, me, I follow politics quite a bit here locally, obviously. Um, but it does raise questions to, you know, what is the council doing after hours? You know, uh, Richard McGinnis was on here t- talking about, you know, there were meetings going on that he wasn't a part of. And, you know, what I would say is, hey, we need to strive for complete transparency in a small community like Lincoln. You know, you can't hide. You, you know, rumors go around. Um, it's easy to find out things on people, um, whether people like me and media make them public or not. And, you know, let, let's strive for complete transparency. So I feel bad for Tammy Ward and her loved ones. Um, it's stressful. But I also err on the side of let's let the professionals handle this, the law, I trust in the system, and then... You know, as it comes out, we will learn a lot more about Tammy Ward um, for better or worse. You know, that's kind of how I see it. Um, but certainly something everybody's going to cover. Uh, great question, I thought, OG Stephen. Interesting enough, Scott has 
been a, a longtime listener, an active participant, and I have to give him a shout out because he had the question yesterday about Tom Brewer that really stumps me. Uh, and what I would have to offer the Ukrainians, and I did my best to answer it. Uh, but he is also, and Richard, you'd like this, he is an admiral in the great state of the Nebraska Navy as well. So, hey, shipmate Scott, Admiral Scott, I really appreciate that um, and letting me know. It's always great to uh, talk with other admirals in the great state of the Nebraska Navy. And uh, as you know, I know Richard, I know you. And I've got a couple other friends of mine that are as well. So, uh, pretty cool. Uh, interesting enough, folks, boy, the LNK Today crew just has it with the Friday music. Everybody goes nuts on the text line about the Friday music, and they still, like, even when I'm on air, different show, we're getting text about what you want to hear. And I, I think that's so funny. <laughs> uh, and I get to read them. And, boy, the things that you want played are pretty cool. All right, Johnny, you got something? I was just going to say, if you were to request a song for this Friday with no theme, do you know what you would say? Uh, I, I, I'm just going to go with Inner Sandman. Okay. I'm going to go with my go-to. That's a good song. Inner Sandman Metallica. Um, okay, second thing that I just find completely crazy, right, is a group launches a Fairness Ordinance petition drive. Um <laughs> The group is called Let Lincoln Vote, and, okay, they want to bring this back. Um, uh, Okay, here's here's the deal. All right, I've covered it extensively, and it wasn't, oh, first of all, a well-written piece of legislation. The second one. Um, It got overwhelming support to you know either put it to a vote or get it rescinded within two weeks that set the stage for a very contentious almost political fight okay um you know we had someone that got so depressed about it uh milo you know they took their life and that's sad and in this you know again having natalie on the show this is a very hot and contentious topic and i thought richard mcginnis and the city council um did a very wise and smart thing to de-escalate, you know, everybody, me included, to say, hey, we're going to rescind both of them. They made that decision, and we're going to deal with it another time. I've said, and I will continue to say, I would be more than happy to try to help mend bridges and get all stakeholders, independents, conservative, liberals, to look at this problem because I think that it is something that we have room to work towards. I think that you take one issue at a time. You don't throw seven issues that are contentious into one piece of, you know, ordinance like they did. And here we go. I know on both sides of the aisle, many people, vast majority, wanted this to be de-escalated. And city council listened and helped do that. And then we get let Lincoln vote who wants to throw it back in. Now... They need 8,800 signatures before August 1st. I don't know exactly if it gets on the ballot, what it will be. You know, it, it, you know, if we go to vote on it, is it the exact piece of legend? I don't know. I don't even care. Because the reality is, the vast majority, and let Lincoln vote, I'm telling you and your supporters, you're a very minority. 
of the city right now that wants to technically do this right now. And you have now, if you get these signatures, you are pouring gas on something that the vast majority of your city and your elected officials have de-escalated to rework so that all Lincoln can be stakeholders and do what's right for the whole community. So by doing this, you have now poured gas on the fire. You have essentially, if you get the votes, you have drawn a line in the sand, which is no way to try to figure out for the greatest good of a city of 300,000, essentially, how to solve a contentious issue. Right now you've brought in, we're going to have a war, for lack of a better term, if those signatures get done. We're going to have a war leading to the election over this subject in this city. And this is what people like myself, people like Natalie, people like the city council, and other leaders said we don't want to have right now. We're not saying that there's nothing there and this doesn't need to be worked and fixed, right? We're not saying that at all. Nobody has said that. But de-escalation is sometimes a very good thing. And I think this is so JV to bring forward this at this time, knowing what we know and what we've witnessed over the last year on this subject. And you are going to force all of Lincoln into basically camps. You're going to alienate people that are willing to work across the aisle. You're going to, um, you know, inflame the fire. And that's what it's going to be. We don't want that. We want to solve it. But it's not to have the minority try to go around and get this on the ballot initiative right now. Right? Because now we're just drawing war lines. And that's not the way to handle something like this. 1499 3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, finishing up the show here. Uh, Lauren Garcia was on first segment talking about the Supreme Court decision on school choice and how that impacts Nebraska and hopefully will keep uh, people motivated to get that passed here in Nebraska. Really appreciate her coming on. I talked about uh, Tammy Ward's situation with cited for DUI and I, I think reckless driving. I, I might have that wrong. I don't have the story right in front of me. Uh, Richard, good thoughts. Again, innocent till proven guilty. Agree. It's a big part. I trust our system. I trust our LPD. Um, facts will come out as we go. I totally don't agree with uh, <laughs> let Lincoln vote to get this fairness ordinance. I, I see war lines being drawn, and that's exactly what a lot of us, me included, city council, have done to de-escalate and to work through this issue. Um, and, and I think we will eventually. I don't think uh, putting it to a vote and what that will cause as far as both sides to, you know, get the war chest open and and start slinging mud because that's exactly what's going to happen is something we want leading towards the general, if you will. Um, yeah. Uh, just crazy. Uh, number one, Debbie says, hey, Commander, Daniel Conrad got drunk in his city snowplow. She is still in office, uh, so people don't worry that much about DUIs anymore. Well... They do and they don't, 
right? It, I think it's all, it, 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 it's like, un, unfortunately, or fortunately, eh, unfortunately, it's like sexual assault. It just depends on what we know and what we find out and how it's handled, uh, both by law enforcement and, and by those involved. And it also depends how much it's in the public space. And, and I think people are, um, looking at it and talking about it. Um, all I know right now is certainly for a public official, right? It's a chink in the armor for elections and, you know, may open up more candidates to run up in District 4 in the Northwest. And I encourage them to do so, but we'll we'll see where it goes. 1,499.3 KLIN.